Welcome to Overflow, the podcast exploring what is and is not inherently visible about those who build with Webflow. I'm Matthew Munger from the Webflow community team, and in each episode, we highlight the unique perspectives, passions, and experiences that fuel the creative mind of our guest. From Dublin, Ireland, we're joined by Webflow developer and web designer, Ben Selensky. Ben is a friendly face in the community, but prior to that, he studied and worked in law before transitioning into product and web. In this episode, we'll be reminded that educating clients and project management are a big part of freelancing, plus remembering to take moments to understand what is fulfilling for you and why. Featuring Ben Selensky, this is Overflow. Hey, Ben, thank you for joining me today. Hi, Matthew. Very happy to be here. Honored. Why don't you start off by giving us a quick introduction and tell us about yourself and who you are. Hi, everybody. I'm Ben Selinski, originally from Poland, now traveling between Ireland, Portugal, and other places. I am a Webflow geek, UI UX designer, web designer, former lawyer, retired now, <laughs> and um, yeah, lover of vinyl records, guitars, and 70s music. So where are you located right now? Right now in my hometown in Warsaw, Poland, but soon I will be enjoying Lisbon sunshine again. Well, let's start with Warsaw. And what do you like about Warsaw? I like the easy access to things, easy access to basically any world's cuisine that you can imagine with like very, very high quality food places. I like the infrastructure. I like how advanced digital banking is and technology in general in Poland is pretty advanced. You obviously like to travel and live the nomadic life. So what is it you're looking forward to in Lisbon? Experiences, yeah, meeting people, exploring new places. I would like to be more familiar with Portuguese culture and language. Portugal is by European love, uh, it's an amazing, amazing country. And I just mm. love also the Lisbon vibe as a city. Highly recommend anybody listening to just going to Lisbon and feeling it at least for a week. An amazing place. What is it specifically about Lisbon that is so amazing? Honestly, just getting out of the house, walking, and then being open to meeting people and talking to people. I've never been in a city that would be so open for just introductions, human connections, and things like that. Where else do you like to visit? I'm learning Spanish now, so I would like to have my first South American experience soon, probably starting with Chile, Argentina, Brazil, and Colombia for the first trip, then I also have Puerto Rico and Cuba in mind. So this is this is on the forefront of my mind right now for next travels. You're also sometimes based out of Dublin, Ireland, is that correct? Yes. I like that this is a city that has a unique, distinct character. 
I love Irish culture and Irish people. I love their ability to laugh at themselves in a nice, healthy way. And Dublin is is a very nice city, both with architecture and nature. Within 20, 25 minutes from Dublin, you can be on an amazing cliff walk wow. and just enjoy wildlife and amazing nature that's literally like on the outskirts of, of Dublin. And that was pretty amazing to me always. What is your kind of workspace or setup look like, especially since you're nomadic and moving around all the time? I recently discovered that I'm just not a person who can have one workspace. For my creativity, for my brain, I need to switch my workspaces frequently. I think there is a sense of getting creativity from interiors you're looking at. If you change the interior and sometimes it's a new cafe or a new co-working space or um, or a new flat, you know, new view from the window, it also affects your creativity. I remember that I was way, way more creative when I was doing the redesign of my website. That was shortly after I moved to Dublin and I was super surprised mm-hmm. how much better my creative process was compared to my past workspace setup in Poland, which was pretty static and stationary. As you move around and you travel, is there an object or something that you like to carry with you? Yes, that's a very interesting question. Yeah. Okay, so I start by saying that packing your whole life to one suitcase for a few months is not easy. Keep asking yourself, okay, do I really need this thing? So one of them is my porridge bowl, just a bowl that, you know, I have my porridge (laughs) every morning. It's just a nice wooden bowl. I just enjoy eating from it. It has a rustic feel and it makes me feel good. And it's not super big. The, the second thing is a framed picture. I was just on a very, very long walk. In Dublin, there is a, there's a lighthouse. So you have a long, long walk to get into that lighthouse. By the end of it, you literally feel mm-hmm. like you're deep in the sea, sea on your left and sea on your right. And the sea on your right is always very busy, like almost dangerous. And then you have mm-hmm. very peaceful, calm waters on the left. So looking at the comparison of both is mm-hmm. almost like a spiritual experience. And I remember one walk mm. on a day when I felt very emotional. And then I just took that picture. And I think my most favorite types of pictures are always captured moments. So not just pretty views. The third thing is a peeler from Poland to peel your fruits and your vegetables. Because this is a type of a peeler that is absolutely impossible to buy anywhere in Ireland. And I just (laughs) used to draw my blood and say a lot of bad words in Polish. So yeah, I'm carrying peelers from Poland around with me in my suitcase. Yes. Do you have any hobbies or interests, things you like to do when you're not working? Biggest one was always music. I've been playing guitar since I was 13 years old. I have three guitars, classic one, acoustic one, electric one. Yeah, I just love playing music, especially with other people. But even just like strumming my guitar for 15 minutes in the evening, it just makes me happy. I am a vinyl records collector. Unfortunately, with the travels, this has become a bit tricky now, but I do love vinyl records and this makes them feel calm and relaxed in the moment, putting my vinyl record into the turntable and then just enjoying the spin. Yeah, vinyl records are wonderful. 
Do you travel with your one of your guitars? No, and it is painful. Oh. When I was in Lisbon, actually, my friend borrowed me his guitar, and that was Man. just such a nice gesture. Made me so happy. So yeah, unfortunately, I don't travel with it, but I miss traveling with it. With everything we've learned about you already, is there anything else that you haven't mentioned? Something that would surprise people? Well, I was a lawyer before, so I don't have any formal education in anything related to IT, web design, UX design, Webflow, or freelance, or just IT in general. The second thing that is a very random fact, so I played maybe four or five live shows in my life, but one of them was actually the biggest outdoor music festival in Poland. So that was her singing, me playing, my friend as a bass player and my other friend as a drummer. And then he Mm. lost half of the drums one day before the concert because he sent it to the other part of Poland by mistake. That was the fun. (laughs) That, that, That was the fun day. Oh, wow. Oh, well, I mean, you accept what you can change and you have fun with what you can have fun with, right? Now it's a good start. Changing gears a little bit here. What is your role? And when you're describing what you do, how do you explain that to others? It depends who asks. If that's my grandma, <laughs> I would explain it differently. Let's go from the lowest complexity level to the highest. So the lowest complexity levels is I create rectangles in my computer. Then I would say I create websites. Then I would say I design and develop websites. And then I would say I'm a freelance Webflow developer, (laughs) web designer with product design background, educating clients and helping them get results and understand what the modern good web design is and how to make it useful for their business. I often felt like big part of my job is education and a big part of my job as well is project management. If you want to produce a premium website, then it's good to align on what kind of premium do you want to before we assume that our premium is somebody else's premium. This is just one example, but it's a broad topic. And obviously you said you were a lawyer before this, so I imagine this is what you're doing now is very different from what you previously you thought you'd be doing. Yes, there is almost no connection point. And it was a very interesting experience to just move from one job to another job, like without this connection point. But I would say there are a few things that were useful in my legal life, let's go and say, that are now useful in my job. And one of them is the habit of being very specific and concrete. So the more you can specify what you want to achieve, how and why, and the more specific you can be in your feedback, Mm -hmm. then you're bringing objectivity to something that is subjective in nature, and that causes less frictions. How and why did you retire from being a lawyer, and how and why did you choose going into web design? I like using that word. I think I retired at 25. Nice. Um, (laughs) I was doing my final year at Warsaw University. Uh, I have a degree. I finished it. I was working for two years during my studies. And then I was at the moment that health issues and that forced me to quit the job temporarily. And then I had a lot of time to think. I just didn't feel like I fit in the legal environment. 
I just wanted to try a few things. And then at some point, somebody motivated me to try front end. And then from trying front end, I tried UX. While I was looking for my first UX design job, I discovered Webflow and made my first website. So yeah, Webflow was with me almost from the very beginning from the transition. It took eight months until I found my first UX design job. And I found it mostly because my former boss was a fan of Webflow. And in Poland at that time, for somebody who was a junior or an intern, the fact of knowing Webflow was a huge surprise and it definitely <laughs> helped me find my first IT job and move away from the career in law. What excites you and motivates you to keep doing this? The difference in knowledge and tools, although the pace in which this all changes is terrifying mm -hmm. and overwhelming, and I'm sure we all feel that. <laughs> the last thing I would say, Webflow community and knowing people who do the same thing that I'm doing, this is a huge motivation factor because I remember when I was a Webflow developer, but I wasn't connected with other people who are doing same stuff. And now it's just very, very, very different. I met a lot of incredible, interesting people from this community. I'm, I'm super grateful for it. And that's definitely one of the factors. What is a resource that you think more people in the community should know about? Raindrop.io. This is a bookmarking tool for, well, for anything you want, but I'm, I'm using it to bookmark inspirational websites. I have a huge list of tags and just collections. So whenever I see a website that I like as an inspiration, and if you do it consistently over time, what you do is you're creating basically an inspiration directory that's filtered by you and your mind and your eyes, and you can pull it as a reference and you can have your mood boards in no time. Yeah. Yeah. I've used Raindrop for years. When you're saving websites, I find what's really nice is it creates a snapshot, an archive of the site at that moment. So even if the website changes, you can go back and look at how it was when you bookmarked it. Yeah, it's been a huge time saver. Any other resources you want to recommend? I'm not going to say Notion because now everybody uses Notion. I would say FinSuite Chrome extension, definitely. And I would also say frameworks. Anybody who dives into Webflow gets into the point of just understanding HTML, CSS should, I think, then dive into frameworks. And we have a lot of Webflow frameworks out there right now. So yeah. I think like getting into these resources and getting that knowledge in teaches you a lot about web development and about specifics of Webflow in the realm of web development and then how to pick the framework based on the types of websites that you're building. And we'll just point to when it comes to frameworks, our Webflow zone and Cornblit in the workflow series has gone over several of those. So we'll link link to those and that's a good place to get started um, if you're not familiar with any of the frameworks. Who is someone in the Webflow community that inspires you? Yeah, the list is much, much longer than I would say now, but like a long-term inspirations from me, Corey Moen. Corey is just technically, he's a genius. I think he should have a statue. I'm not sure if there are plans <laughs> to give him a statue somewhere in the Westlow office. I think there should be a plan like that. 
yeah, and he's just incredible, incredibly like helpful, genuine human being, mm-hmm. incredible at what he does. Absolutely, I can't speak highly enough of him. Matthias Peters, Wesso Wizard and an amazing designer in somewhere near Barcelona right now. Incredible human being, incredibly talented. And one, I think like one of the best minds in the Wesel community in systematic thinking frameworks and modular ways of building websites. Yeah. Also Jan Lossert. I never connected with mm-hmm. Jan yet. Kind of shy to ask, but I will soon. <laughs> I'd love to say hi. And Jan is a huge inspiration on how you can build a successful career as a Webflow developer and a product designer that came from Mid-Eastern Europe area because like he's uh, he's in Prague. For me, as somebody who started in Warsaw, where, you know, Webflow is far less popular than in the West, although this is growing, but starting out, there was, you know, hardly anybody in Poland doing that. I can imagine that probably he had similar experiences in Czech Republic. So I think like the career he built um, from that starting point is just insanely impressive. And anytime I'm seeing a website made by him, that's an instant range of bookmark. What is some advice that you would give to others uh, in the community? Be willing to adapt. For longevity as a freelancer, I would say keep yourself in sync with yourself and and your needs. I just feel like it's important to every now and then have a time for yourself and then just, you know, figure out if where you are now in your career is satisfying and fulfilling for you and why. And if the answer is no, then it's okay to take risks to change it. I think Mm -hmm. the risk of being unhappy is far riskier than trying to change the setup that you may not be happy with. Also, if I can point out one other quick thing, I would say listen to yourself more than following others' advice just to follow others' advice. There's nothing wrong with following others' advice, but if this advice doesn't feel like you, then just don't do it. Ben, how can others in the community reach out and connect with you? Multiple ways. Probably the quickest would be Twitter at Ben underscore Zelinski. Difficult Polish surname. If that surname turns out to be too difficult, there's always a website, benzelinski.com. Also tricky. And then, <laughs> yeah, I'm also on LinkedIn. Yeah, basically, like I'm almost everywhere except TikTok. <laughs> basically, you know, you guys pick your platform. Anyway, I'm always happy to say ties and then share stories and connect. If anybody feels like reaching out, then just reach out. Don't be shy. This was an Overflow episode with Ben Selinski, produced by the Webflow community team with music by Joseph McDade. To learn more about the Webflow community, please visit webflow.com slash community. I've been your host, Matthew Munger. Thanks for listening.